The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The latest trends and hottest topics, love and sex, handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800. Tonight on Passion, the Boys Club, that's when the room fills up with testosterone. We will have Erwin Lamberski, Steve Drulis, and Benson Cook in studio with us. We'll go live on Facebook as well. Some of the topics we're going to cover. A personality trait that is tied to good sex, one that you wouldn't think is, but actually is. Uh, we'll talk about what men and women want out of relationships. How different are we? We'll see if the guys agree with uh with these that I will present to them. And is it ever okay to check your partner's emails? Those are just some of the topics, but we never know where it goes, to tell you the truth, because our listeners uh, sometimes text in, offer up a topic, and we just go with that, and we'll see where it goes. Uh, that's coming up after 10.15, but first... Time to check out our inbox. Your calls and texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion now at 514-790-0800 or 514-800. You can also email me, laurie at drlaurie.com. So I got a very interesting email that I want you to listen to and offer up your two cents as well. I find it quite helpful, and the listeners do too, and it's not just my opinion, but when other people who may have had the same experiences uh, share with us or, or give us uh, their thoughts on this. Uh, hi, Dr. Lori. I really appreciate having somewhere to direct to difficult and sensitive questions like the one below. Thank you for this forum. My ex-husband and I have three sons who are now grown men. I want to explain to them why their dad, who loves them very much, has never hugged them and why, even on their birthdays, they are greeted with a handshake. My ex-husband was molested when he was a young boy by a man and has never recovered from it. He can hug women but will not hug other males, even his own sons. I found out after 12 years of marriage when we tried to adopt a child as I wanted a little girl. In the process, one of the counselor's questions was, have you ever been molested? My ex broke down crying as no one had ever asked him before. Needless to say, we were never accepted for the adoption as he refused the counseling that would have been needed. I regret that now. This isn't for me to tell, however, and I'm wondering if I should ask my ex to tell the boys so they will understand that he does love them very much. This is traumatic for him, and not even his parents know it happened. I don't have the right to ask him to go down this dark rabbit hole. Does this have some? Uh, does this have to be something shared only after death? How to handle? Should I just let it go? To me, it will serve to bring us all closer and perhaps open up a healthy channel of conversation, but then I'm also uh, an optimistic. Thoughts? Much appreciated. Uh, so this is a heavy-duty kind of uh, situation, and I kind of I agree with you that it's not your your secret to share. It's something that obviously your ex carries deep within and uh, has a, a, a huge has had a huge impact on him, but so difficult to let out that uh, he would rather keep it a secret. And sometimes people just have to be ready 
uh, to address this. And it can take years, decades before people are uh, ready to confront this and sometimes actually never. So forcing his hand, I, I think, will will cause pushback. Uh, and, and I'm not so sure that that will be so helpful. However, you can still talk to your kids and in, in a, and these are adult children, but we can talk in general about how uh, people express their love, the different languages of love that they have. You can reassure them. You can say to them, you know, sometimes experiences we have as a child can have an impact on the way we express our feelings, the way we express our love. Uh, it, it could be how we were brought up. It could be what we saw. It could be things we've experienced. It could be trauma. It could be all kinds of things. But please understand or rest assured this has nothing to do with how your father feels about you. He loves you very much, and he just has difficulty expressing his love through affection. Uh, and so understanding that, and, and I think most people could understand that. I, I, I would think that, I don't know if your children feel rejected by him, and, and maybe they've questioned, hey, how come dad doesn't like to hug or uh, has never really uh, hugged us? So if you want to talk to your husband, what you can say to him is um, that the kids might need, even though they're adults, might need some reassurance from him uh, about his love. He can say to them something like, I recognize that I have a difficulty with this and I need you to know that this is not about you. It, these are my difficulties, and I'm sorry that I I haven't been able to be as warm as you may have needed, but please understand that I love you very much. And so they may just need that validation and confirmation that they are loved no matter if he has been unable to show it through affection. He, I'm sure he's shown his love in many, many different ways that don't include um, affection. But it, it can be sad for, for, let's say, a child growing up in, in a home like that to, uh, they, they may question themselves. It's like, why, why is it like that? Or when they're younger, they may wonder, is it me? Um, so it, like ex explaining this can go uh, a long way. Um, as long as the children, you know, children can feel loved without necessarily being hugged, although hugging and, and all that is, is important. They got that from mom, I would assume. So uh, they would just have to experience the love a little bit differently from, uh, from dad. That We can use words. We can, there's many different ways that uh, love is expressed. If there's anything you want to add to that, please do at 514 800, or you can uh, certainly call in too at 514-790-0800. And any time during the week you want to send me an email, you can do that. That's uh, laurie at drlaurie.com. Uh, this other email, sometimes when I give my girlfriend pleasure, she releases a large quantity of liquid. Based on what I saw on porn, I believe that she was ejaculating. And we... Both very excited, especially me. Then when I asked, you mentioned that women may orgasm without ejaculation. Mind you, usually it's colorless and odorless. Just curious what it could be. Okay, so it does sound very much like um, 
describing female ejaculation, first of all, female, like not all women expel large amounts of fluid. Um, some women do, some women don't. So when I said it's not tied into orgasm is that some women can have orgasms without the ejaculation and some women can experience orgasm with the ejaculation. It is not uh, urine, even though it may feel like it, well, it comes out of the same place, so it, it certainly feels like urination, but it is not because it is colorless and odorless. So either she's very well lubricated, or if it if you felt a, a gush of fluid and it came from the urethra, which feels differently than coming from the vagina, then that would explain uh, right there uh, female ejaculation. So I hope that puts uh, that one to rest. That's a question we get a lot about female uh, ejaculation. Uh, so coming up in the program, we are. I want to talk about different things with our guys panel. We have our women's panel once a month, and then our uh, our guys join us uh, in studio, and we get to get a, a male perspective on stuff. The last time the guys were here, we we had some very uh, very interesting conversations about. Um, different sex acts that even they were surprised they were talking about it. But today we'll talk about a little bit about relationship stuff and also an article that I read about um, this unexpected personality trait that is tied to being a really good lover. Can you think of what it is? Of course, it doesn't mean that if you don't have this personality trait, you're not a good lover, but this one might just suggest you would be a better uh, lover. So that's all coming up. Your relationships on the line. Connect with Dr. Lori now. 514-790-0800. Passion. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. Coming up on the program, the Boys Club. But first, I just want to share a text in relation to the email that I got that says, tell your husband that there are many people out there who had this experience of abuse, including myself, and we try to shout down, shut down uh, our feelings and numb ourselves. And sometimes we use a chemical mood alter and we sometimes get addicted to it. I know it's very painful, but it's worth to go out and seek help. You will join some other victims and get support from your support groups. Uh, true, it would be great if uh, people who have experienced childhood trauma would find the support because keeping that secret for so many, so many, so many years uh, eats away at you. So that would be uh, very important. So thank you very much for sharing that. All right, who do we have in studio? It is the Boys Club, and as I'm talking, trying to share it on Facebook. So we, we are Facebook Live, so Paris is in studio, uh, qu sitting quietly in the corner, recording for us. That's what she does here. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we like to, uh, we like to talk. So we're talking with tonight, Erwin Lamberski, who is an entrepreneur and Montreal's biggest sports fan, been around for a long time, uh, on this show. We have Steve Droulis, who is the sh a chef and owner of Restaurant Vivaldi in the West Island. Welcome back to the show. And Benson Cook, CJAD newscaster. I still call him the best looking newscaster we have here at CJAD. <laughs> <laughs> at least the most photogenic. Well, thank right? you. Right? <laughs> all your, all your Instagram posts happen to be pretty good. Good. 
so lots of topics that I want to share uh, with you. What do you think about this? There's uh, this personality trait that is actually tied to uh, being good in bed. I wonder if you guys could even think about what that could be, this personality trait. You would think it might be, I don't know, adventurous, risky. What do you what, think? What's the measurement? What, what do you mean? What's how the do measurement? you measure the? How do you measure that good in bed and being? Well, okay, now you're getting too technical. Forget <laughs> about all that. We're just talking about what be, you know being. Yeah. You got it. You got it. what to say it again? Conscientious, Conscientious. right? Mm. That is the one personality trait that apparently, and studies have been done about this. That looked at all the different kinds of personality traits, and that's the one that keeps coming up. That shows that people who are who score high on conscientiousness actually have better sex lives. I'm take, I'm thinking, Steve, you're very conscientious. I try to be. <laughs> That's why you said it. So, what do conscientious people do? Conscientious people tend to plan, schedule things, right, including sex. They're usually very dependable. Uh, individuals, they're usually very, um, let's say, giving or very aware of their partner's pleasure, their partner's needs. This is what makes them good lovers. Did but that's put, not what put, people would think. Did you put my picture up there? Yeah. <laughs> I think we have like three very conscientious guys right in studio here. How, how did that happen? <laughs> well, I'm not Magic. Much, I'm not much of a planner or a scheduler. Whatsoever. You're not? No, okay. Not for that. In life, but forget the, the, the sex part, but in life, do you, I, I imagine as a restaurant, as a chef or restaurant owner, you have no choice but to be super organized. I am organized. but Okay. I, but that I, makes you conscientious. But I still got to roll with the punches every day, so yeah. Yeah, you, but, but that also makes you able to roll with the punches without kind of freaking out. It doesn't mean you have to be rigid. It just means that you're, you know. Yeah, you actually have to be more flexible. Right. right. In, in, exactly. in, that, in that sense, because you have to be able to, you know, if something's going to come out for you in the side, like you're in a restaurant there in a, in a, in a business, you don't know what you're going to hit the next day. Exactly. Or, or what's going to hit the next minute. Yeah. But I think that the central the central part of it, and the as soon as you said conscientious, what, what came to my mind was, well, you're conscientious of what's happening around you, and you're conscientious in particular of, of what your partner wants and, 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 and how your partner is behaving, right? That's why, you know, a yeah. person who's conscientious is going to have a better sex life, right? Because they're paying attention to the world around them. Right. And also, if you look at the schedulers, like if people who are more conscientious tend to schedule, people think that the best sex is the spontaneous sex. But in fact, those who schedule sex have more sex. So what they did find is that the people who scored high on conscientiousness also didn't just have better sex, they also had more sex. And it's because they planned it. So we could talk about even, it could lead us into a discussion about spontaneous versus planned sex. I don't know how how you guys feel about that. Well, it's tough for me to comment on that one because I got two kids under four. So you have to plan. No, we have to like seize moments. Uh, oh, oh, those quickie moments. Yeah, okay. <laughs> trying, to, trying, to plan, trying to plan with two munchkins. Yeah, that's, that's what the bathrooms are usually for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the room that locks. Listen, you know? we we still have an eighteen year old at home, so we don't know when she's ever going to show up. So. Oh, please! That that's a whole other. You know, that's where I kept my kids on on Friend Finder, so I could see when they were on their way home. Down. Right, exactly. honey, they're on their. You know, they're not home yet. We've got a good. <laughs> they're still downtown. It's T, all good. With T minus ten minutes, and that's then we're right. ready to go. That's right. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, but. 
I, what do you think about this, Benson? I think that when, if you know if you're talking spontaneous versus planned, I mean, you think that over planning, you know, sex and over planning one's sex life is that that's just a recipe for everyone to get angry. Like you can't just open up your planner and say, well, on Tuesday at 5 p.m. I'm going to have sex, especially if you're not in a relationship, right? Um, and that's but, different. Yes. Yeah, but but either way, whether you're whether you're in a relationship or not, you have to go into uh, a day or in you know a, a, a you know if you're you know going on a date, if you're going to a party, if you're you know hanging out with your significant other you have to have an understanding of oh is this something that is going to happen right that way you're prepared mentally you're prepared physically right for that to take right. place otherwise no one's going to have a good time well that's the whole point the right. whole point about about planning is that that preparation so you know you may not drink too much that night so that you won't you want to be able to function mm -hmm. you know that you need to be relaxed at least for women they need to have all their stuff done uh, take some time to chill, relax, have a bath, whatever it is, so that it's not like on the fly in that, ca let's capture that minute. I'm not saying that's not good. Those are, those sometimes you have to, like you've got to seize the moment. Uh, but sometimes you want to send the kids off to grandma's and yeah. say, hey, honey, next Saturday, we're sending the kids to grandma's and we're going to have fun in bed. When my kids were younger, the best part was sleepaway night. Yeah, sleepovers. Yep. We used to have plans with other couples where you take my kids one night, I'll take your kids another night, and that gives you one night off, and it gives us one night off, and, and we're all happy. And summer camp. Well, yeah, summer camp was a different <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, but absolutely, I think that you kind of have to plan. I'm thinking back to when I was in my early 20s, still living at home. And okay. And have to find a place to have sex. Oh, yeah. That's an even so, greater planning. Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> you, you end up in a relationship at some point and then you you end up spending a lot of money on motels. Yes. Okay? Right. But then I, I got to the realization that when you realize that you're going to the motel and there's only one reason you're going there, it counterintuitively is like the spontaneity kind of got sapped out of it. So it, it felt. But like, it was still exciting. You, knew, was, you was, knew you were going for a night of fun. Granted, I know, but it's, I always, I guess I, I'm a sucker for the spontaneity. I, I think yeah. spontaneity is overrated. Generally. I don't think that spontaneity is overrated, but I think that you ha you have to have a blend of, of plan. Cause I, I think that over planning things, you know, that it's like you said, it, yeah. it makes it boring. It makes it not interesting. Yeah. But I, I also think that, that, uh, um, that you have to be at least a little bit prepared, right? You have to go into something knowing what you want, you know, other, otherwise you're just going to get frustrated. Oh, yeah. I, 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 de I, I definitely give my wife hints. Hints? Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, and women will tell you that they get, they often get a lot of hints, you know. Uh, but this is why the planning of it, it's, you won't have to hint. Like you won't have to hint. You won't have to feel, and she won't have to feel like you're pressuring her in any way and won't get annoyed because it can be annoying when you keep hinting, to tell you the truth. Yeah. As a, speaking as a woman, <laughs> just saying. I never asked her. Hinting to us is, <laughs> ask her. Hinting is us is just like, you don't need play, hints. Playing, just like, playing. Uh, you know, I mean, like, hello. It's almost you like flirting, play. though. Yeah. It, it, the hinting is flirting. On your side, it might be. For you, maybe it's flirting, but you have to see how it's received because I've talked to women who receive that as a, a kind of a form of, of pressure really? that they, they don't enjoy. Well, so it all depends. I can't I, see, say for your relationship, obviously, but in 
This is what I see I, oftentimes. I consider it foreplay. <laughs> you <laughs> consider it foreplay, but your partner may not. It's this is not something that I have any experience with whatsoever. <laughs> when I, <laughs> even when I've been in a relationship, as you know, the young gay man, as the young gay man, <laughs> exactly. You know, even when I've been in a relationship, there's no hinting. It's just, hey, we're gonna have sex later. That's gonna be a thing okay. we're gonna do. Okay, yes, cool. Sir. Sounds good. You know, <laughs> that's right. No hemming or high. No or different forms of communication. None of that. <laughs> uh, let me share our text. The, the the boys' voice, the guys' voice. You hear Erwin Lambert. Steve Droulis and Benson Cook in studio for a boys club. A couple of texts that good dancers do it better. Rhythm, coordination, passion, dexterity, and smooth moves can't be beat. They should do a study on that to look at good dancers. But I, yeah, I've, I remember being with like uh, terrible dancers who are still good in bed, but I can imagine. I don't know. I wouldn't know. Uh, planning is totally boring. I cannot believe that this is the best way. Well, sometimes if you want to get any, it is the best way. It's that or nothing sometimes. It, it really sometimes. Dep- it depends where you are and sometimes in your relationship too. Sometimes you have no choice. You have no choice. Exactly. And I think you have to understand that the length of a relationship, at the, the lifespan of a relationship, there's going to be moments when periods of that time when you have no choice but to plan or it will not happen. So better to plan than not have any at all, I think. Uh, give us your thoughts, 514-800. And if there are any topics you want to bring up with our guys, you want to get a guy's perspective, tonight's the night. You can also watch us live on Facebook We uh, and interact with us as well. You'll hear more from our uh, our, our panelists, and uh, we'll find out about them. And if you've got questions for them or for us and, and, and some of your comments. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. It's Sex Out Loud, and you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. The Boys Club tonight on the program, Erwin Lamberski, entrepreneur, Montreal's biggest sports fan. Ask him anything, any question about any sports, he has the answer. I don't know how, but he does. Uh, Stephen Droulis, uh, who is chef and owner of the fabulous restaurant Vivaldi in the West Island. And Benson Cook, uh, newscaster extraordinaire here at CJD. <laughs> That you can hear them on the weekends, right? All weekend long, all weekend. where you sleep. You in school all week. On the weekends, you work. I don't know. Uh, and Paris Mansory, who's behind the, the scenes, she doesn't talk on the boys' club. She just films for Facebook. So we are live on Facebook. You can go to the CJD Facebook page as well as the my Facebook page at Dr. Lori Batito. So a couple of texts here. We've been pl- talking about planning versus spontaneous sex that came off of the topic that we were talking about, the, that personality trait that uh, is associated with better sex and more sex, which is conscientiousness, which is uh, also associated with planning, might I add. Uh, I have a friend that does it every Tuesday night. The fact that I know it drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's the night. Uh, if you want to be spontaneous, have sex in a laundry room or lap dancing in the park. Okay. Uh, planning is totally boring. I cannot believe that this is the best way. Uh, forget the planning. Just be lying there naked on the bed. That should do it. 
no planning. You can do planning. I hate planning. My wife tried to do that every single time she wanted to have a kid. I couldn't stand it. I told her, just pretend you're horny. Don't tell me that you're ovulating. Don't tell me about anything else other than you're horny. <laughs> so in other words, fake it, which oh is not, well, hold on. Fake it. Fake the, the planning, <laughs> the planning. So don't, if your partner is, gets annoyed at the planning, then you, it doesn't stop the person, from, one person from planning and just not saying anything. To the other, right? You can, you could just, it can appear spontaneous. You don't care. Would you care if, if your partner in her head was planning it, but for you it seemed spontaneous? You wouldn't care, would you? Not at all. That's right. Kind of turn off. Just lie there naked. That's all you, (laughs) like, like George said. Just, that's okay. That's That's sign enough for me. It's fine. It's fine. Right? You wouldn't care. Uh, exactly. Uh, so Texter wants to know, have any of you men ever lied or played, played head games with a partner? So lying. I'm going to ask Benson here, who's the younger of the, who's been in the dating scene for a while. I mean, that's such a difficult question. What do we define? And as what's playing? a head game? Right? Yeah, what's a head game? I think we've all played head games at one point or another, right? I mean, I've definitely, you know, I, it's definitely easier to tell when someone is playing head games with you than when you're playing head games with a person, which mm-hmm. I always find funny because, like, I've obviously played head games with people, you know, some person that I'm seeing uh, or another, but it's not something that we actively think about, right? You're not that, conscious like, of it, but they might say to you, you're playing games right. with me, and you're exactly. thinking, and it's hard for us to games. pick up on it when we're doing it, but right. when someone else is doing it to you, it's like, oh my god, this person is just, like, playing, trying, you know, trying to play hard to get or whatever, right. you know, you don't actually, uh, and then you don't notice it when you're doing it yourself, but yes, absolutely. Right. I've, but I've to me, that. the lying part is a different from a head game part. Yeah. Like a lot, the one is conscious, like one you do without thinking mm-hmm. and the other one you're consciously deceiving. Yeah. To me, when you start deceiving it's in two dating. Sep- it, it's two separate things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's two separate things. Consciously doing something is wrong. Okay. Like, like mm-hmm. to play a head game or to lie consciously, that's just wrong because then you take away the whole trust factor out of the relationship. Well, the reality is in this studio, we have, we've already established we have three conscientious guys. So that's part of their personalities. So generally, conscientiousness doesn't really go with the head games and with the, with the lying as much. I find honesty has gotten me in trouble more often than lying, though. I don't, I don't really lie, so I didn't really get in trouble with lying, but honesty has gotten me in trouble quite a few like times. Like to be too honest or what? Like Quick example. Like how how does my butt Date, look in these jeans? Dating, uh, no, like <laughs> You look fat, dear. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of lie? Dating or someone, that? things are going really, really fast, probably too fast, and not knowing where I want to take the relationship, I have right. to slow things down a bit, which was the most honest thing I could do. Right. And... It bur- that blew up in my face, it, right? Yeah, Although so. I, but I, uh, but I respect that, and I appreciate that uh, that mm. honesty and knowing where you do stand, because otherwise, you that's the head game. If you if that's what you're thinking, but that's not what you're saying, that becomes yeah. a head game to me. Yeah, but some things are better left unsaid contextually. I mean, I, I remember I, I I was I was with someone uh, last year, a relationship that I was in. Uh, who we'd been seeing each other relatively casually, and then he moved to the West Coast. And we continued to stay in touch. It wasn't really like an official long-distance sort of thing, but eventually he called me. I was in Ottawa, and it was like 5 o'clock in the morning. The circumstances of this phone call were very weird. And he called me, and he said, I love you, when he hung up. (laughs) 
And that is very sweet of him to say, but that was not really the actual, that was not the dynamic that I had expected in our relationship. And so right. that was, he was being honest. He probably shouldn't have been honest though. Okay. That was not, that was, that and was the And then you didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, it's, exactly. Thing, it put right. me in an awkward position for right. sure. At five Except, in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Five, five but it might have ended that really, you know, it might have got you thinking, ooh, he's on a different page than yeah, I am. Right. And no. So right. it might have ended it. Probably at a better time than if it had extended. Probably. Right? Probably. Without that, I still believe that honesty is still uh, the best way to go. This is our boys club. We have Erwin, Steve, and Benson in studio with us. Uh, question, a couple of texts here. I think maybe some of these people are too lazy to have sex. Everyone is too into TV. I'm not talking about you, but about the people who have to plan. Everyone is too into TV and their phones and have less time for partners in 2018. Uh, and actually, that's uh, quite true. I, I actually talked about this today on uh, with uh, Robin Flynn, who was replacing Natasha Hall. Talked about it today, uh, how this is that that's the third wheel in a relationship. Like that's the phone is the third partner in that relationship, and that it has uh, quite an impact. Which is actually a very good topic to to talk about. Also, is all of this technology and the impact it has. On our relationships, how many of you have been annoyed that your partner had their phone or was checking their phone when they were trying to spend time, when you were trying to spend time with them? I've never had that situation. You've I never mean, had I mean, that. I mean, listen, I'm on my phone a lot for work, business, but if I'm spending time with my wife and we're out or we're we're you keep we're your doing phone away? my 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 phone is away, or if, or if somebody happens to call, usually the calls at always at the wrong time. Usually, you know, when you're trying to even get intimate with you with you but i won't answer my phone if if you're together if but, we're but together forget and, the and sex part but i'm i'm just saying like you're watching a movie together whatever you don't check your phone you, we both you do put... we, but we, we both do it equally so you both do you do are yeah. distracted by your phone we, we in both those do, situations we, bo- we both do it equally depending okay. on what's, what's going on i know that my husband has been annoyed at me uh, definitely. If I, if we're watching a movie and I happen to check my phone, he says, could you just focus on like just being the here and now? And, and he only told me that once and I put my phone away. Like I understand, you know, I, I get it. So it's like be present. We could talk about that, but coming up, I do still want to talk about the uh, relationship desires of men and women. Let's see how different they actually are. <laughs> Straight talk that's all-inclusive. Passion with Dr. Lori. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. The Boys Club. We have really interesting discussions off air, I have to tell you. So you might want to tune in every once in a while when we do this, uh, the Boys Club or the Passion View on Facebook Live. Some of the (laughs) – we really do. Paris asked a very interesting question to the guys. Like, she's concerned about how soon you should show – yourself without makeup, hair in a bun, in your comfy jammies, maybe your cold cream on your face. I don't know. Uh, she's worried about that. And the guys are all saying, we don't care about that stuff. <laughs> you, you know, there's, there's a wonderful program on on, on, on TV, on, on, um, on Prime, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, I the love comedian. that show, yes. Okay, where she wake, she goes to bed, falls asleep after her, like before her, after her husband does, because she goes, t- puts on her mask while he's sleeping and gets a, at the crack of dawn, puts it back on her makeup. And puts so on her full so, makeup. So when he yeah. wakes up, he sees her. Pretty. Like, and, and Paris is like, yeah, that's like, what I would like do. The, <laughs> like, 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 like the same way. Hello. No, Hazel doesn't work. <laughs> no. 
See, and do guys really care? Do you do you want to see them? Do you want to see your partners natural? Like, does it bother you that they're not all full disclosure? Fixed up? No, I, be natural in the house. I don't want to see necessarily all the grooming practices. Like, I prefer a closed bathroom door policy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, good one. Besides that, that's a whole other topic. That's a yeah. whole other topic. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about the um, the top relationship desires of men and women. Okay, guys, what's the number one? What do what's the number one thing men want? <laughs> In order of okay, sex. I'll, I'll sex. Have to, sex number one, yeah, yeah. Where do you think that falls for women? So there's four, right? So number one, guys for men, have four. Well, there's four for women. For the top four things that guys want out of a relationship, and the top four things that women want out of the relationship. Are we supposed to guess or? Well, all right. Okay. I'll, I'll just tell you, <laughs> and you I'm, tell I'm, me if you I, agree. I, I, I you guessed number I, one. I, I got sex. I got number you two. You got sex. What's right. number two? Respect. Uh, f- actually, freedom. Number two is freedom. Hmm. Uh, many men desire to feel free. They don't want to be boxed in by questions like, "What are we doing this weekend? Why didn't you call me?" When da, 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 da. you know, they don't want to have to answer all your text messages and your phone calls, and they don't want to have to answer all your emails right away. So they don't want to have a partner. Well, they just want, they just don't want to be, I think it's another way of saying, please don't nag me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to to use the word nagging, but I would. Okay. So number one is sex. Number two is freedom. These are the things that men want. Uh, Number three is they want uh, forgiveness. Uh, For them, that's big. They don't want grudges. They don't want, they don't want you to hold a grudge. And actually, well, they just don't, they don't want their partners to hold a grudge. They want their partners to be forgiving. Um, and, and what, what I have found is that men are more, uh, forgiving. In other words, they don't hold grudges as long as women do. There was one study done on that that showed that it takes like women three days to get over something, whereas men are much quicker at getting over it, especially if sex is on the table. (laughs) If number one is on the table, that could cure it all. Uh, and number four was appreciation. And and it comes with what you said, Erwin, about respect. Men do want to be respected. They want to be, uh, appreciated. It might mean that they want some praise and gratitude for the work they do and the stuff they do around the house. Uh, yeah. You are in agreement. Four is number one for me. So for you, that respect and appreciation would be number one. Yeah, uh, especially early early on in my marriage, I felt like, wow, she doesn't notice anything I do. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Then we had to talk about that. Okay. And now, well, she she might have noticed without verbalizing it. So sometimes you're right about that. Okay. So sometimes we 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 will notice things. We just don't necessarily. Like we're thinking it, it doesn't, the thought doesn't come out of the mouth. Yeah. And so sometimes learning how to actually say what you're thinking, if you did notice something, just say it because mm-hmm. other than think, oh, he knows I love, I love him or he knows I appreciate it. I shouldn't have to say it, mm-hmm. but no, we, we often do need to, to hear these with, things. With, with, with my wife, I know what she's thinking because she says it. Right. And well, that's, that's the way I like lucky. it. Cause she's lucky. To... I'm very lucky in that, in that sense because. Um, that's why I mentioned the part about re- respect because I know we have a mutual respect with, with, mm-hmm. with and that in that sense. And that's but it's said. Ma- it's, it's like said. it's said. There's it's said. A, there's the words that go with it. So I'll, I'll just tell you what the the four the top four things women want. Sex is not number one. Uh, loving devotion in a committed relationship. 
that's what they want. Uh, number two, they want uh, thoughtful, honest behavior. So men, uh, women want their men to be or their partners to be honest about their thoughts, honest to be ab- about their whereabouts. Also, like mm-hmm. not don't, you're not playing those those games. So truthfulness is a is a big one. So even the little white lies that some guys think might be innocent. They don't want even the little white lies. So um, that's number two. Number three, generosity of spirit. Women appreciate men who are uh, who are generous, but not generous, not money wise, but just where they give, uh, where they val- they show value, like they value w- uh, women. Um, and and the fourth one is uh, satisfying sex. So, but that can range, right? Because for some women, it's much more romantic. For others, it might be a little more wild. It's like right. finding out that that's what you what you want. So I don't know how it is in in uh, if a gay men think the same <laughs> as all straight men. Or, I think it's a blend you know? of both of those things, honestly. Because the thing that I want is definitely you know loving companionship, you know, but then also sex. You know, like it's 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 it's, it's number one from both of them. It's the best of both worlds. You right. know, <laughs> it's still number one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, just to show you that there, we we may have different priorities, but ultimately, I think we all. Uh, want to feel, all of us as humans, we want to feel appreciated, validated, respected. We want our, we want to be able to express our needs, our partner to understand our needs. We all want a bit of compassion. The sex comes. Well, hopefully mm-hmm. the sex comes with all of those things. And mm-hmm. it usually does because all of that causes warmth in our hearts for our partners, which leads to intimacy meaning closeness, which and leads to sex, and sex leads to more of that intimacy, and more of that intimacy leads to more sex. How's that? Well Sounds said. good? Mm-hmm. Is it a good uh, way to end the show? I'm, I'm, good, I'm good with that, actually. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad you're all good with that. Now go home and plan. <laughs> plan your next sexual experience. All right, Erwin uh, Lamberski, where can people find you? Erwin uh, at ID Group, uh, idgroup.ca. Anything for mechanical engineer components, we got it for you. All right, great. And Steve Drulis, where can people find you? At restofavaldi.com on any social media platform. All right, go visit the restaurant uh, in the West Island. And Benson Cook, you can find him right here. <laughs> That's true. At, <laughs> at Benson H. Cook everywhere. There you go, Benson H. Cook and Paris Mansory at Paris Mansory on all social media. Paris, thank you so much for uh, doing our Facebook uh, live thing. We always love having you uh, do that for us. And of course, the other male in the group here is uh, Brian Kalisar, but he's behind the glass, so he doesn't doesn't say too much behind there. He just handles all the buttons. Thank you so much to our our Facebook viewers. Thank you to you, our listeners, for tuning in and spending this time with us. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito uh, or uh, my website, drlori.com. And don't forget, you can always send me emails if you have questions about love, sex, or relationships. Coming up next on CJD, it is the CTV National News. Have a wonderful rest of the evening. And remember to live your life with passion. But every must be summer last night.